Minehead Baptist Church Sermon Podcast for Sunday the 3rd of September 2017. Hello and welcome, thank you once again for joining me. My name's James and I'm the web guy here at NBC. This week Tim's starting a new short series where we'll be focusing on a few subjects. This week he's focusing on faith. The reading is Acts chapter 11 verses 19 to 30. So let's go and join Tim as he's introducing the reading. I'm going to read to you some words from Acts chapter 11 uh, as we head towards thinking about God's word and what it might be saying to us today. Acts 11 uh, verses 19 to 30. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen travelled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch, telling the message only to Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, each according to his ability, decided to provide help for the brothers living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. Well, today we are starting a series, just a short series, thinking about the three things that Paul says have eternal significance from the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You'll remember this verse. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And today we're going to be thinking a little bit about the first aspect that of faith. So, to begin with, what is faith? What is faith? Now, in learning about faith, I could have started in many, many different places. There's so many different aspects that we could think of. But the baseline, if you like, of where we're beginning today is the starting point that all of us as individuals need a saving faith, need to come to that saving faith in what Jesus has achieved for us on the cross. That's our starting point, our baseline. And that's the reality that the people we read about in the Bible, that the early Christians had come to know. That in Jesus, a new life had begun for each one of them. Faith had unlocked a whole new way of living. And as we read the unfolding story 
of the early Christians, we find that having become a Christian is actually just the start of exploring what faith is all about. And so we're going to dart around a little bit today, uh, but we're going to base our thinking on the reading I've just read to you from Acts. Just a little bit, a snippet of the story of the early church. And the first thing I want us to think of is this. Faith is belief. Do you want to read with me these words that uh, we've just shared together? By the faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can all see. Peter heals a crippled man by the gate beautiful, showing faith in Jesus to do the miraculous. That was the reality that this verse comes from. And the early church had faith that God would impact their lives and trusted in God's power to work in them day by day. And the thing is, we are called to belief in the power of God to impact our daily experience. That's one of the bases that I want us to have in mind as we think this morning. Second is this, that faith was visible. Again, do you want to read with me? This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. As the early church appointed people to lead the fledgling church, one of the hallmarks was faith. And that faith was visible to the other people around them. And that's part of what God calls us to have. Faith that other people can see in how we live, can recognize in how we go about our daily lives. We are to have faith which others can see in how we live and trust God day by day. And here's another sort of foundation in what we're sharing this morning. Faith is received. Again, do you want to read with me? From Italia, they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. Faith is preached to all the people that the early Christians met. And that door of faith beginning to open up to every people group that they come into contact with. And the reality, as a body of God's people here today, we are to similarly offer the gift of faith to others to enable them to receive for themselves the good news. That's why in a few weeks' time we're going to be running the Alpha course again. You can volunteer to help. It's in the new sheet. And uh, the reality is that those three things, 
that whole idea of faith being belief, visible, and received is going to be the foundation that we then think the rest on this morning. And as the church grows and develops in the New Testament, we find that the truths about faith began to be written down. And we find a fantastic summary of what faith is supposed to look like in the book of Hebrews. And we'll be coming back to this time and again this morning. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Now, with that recurring and repeating theme, and in the light of faith being belief, visible, and received, we're going to have a little bit of a look, a bit more detail. So, here's my first official thought this morning. (laughs) You thought, I'd done it. That's three points. Get on with it. No, 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 we're not quite there yet. Faith is a response to circumstances. We're coming back to the passage that we read earlier. A little bit of history of the early church. Now, those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, telling the message only to Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. And the Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Now, there is a huge upset in the life of the early church. When Stephen is martyred, he's killed because of his faith in Jesus. And from the excitement of the first days that the church enjoyed, having the blessing of all the people and seeing miraculous things happen. It was a day of of amazing joy and celebration. Now they enter into a period of intense persecution. Now the circumstances they faced could have defeated the disciples. However, we find their faith responds to the difficult circumstances with trust and a renewed desire to share the good news in the places in which they flee. And it was faith and confidence that marked the response of the believers. Now, when we think about our circumstances as followers of Jesus today, we need to be aware of the situation we live in, in our generation Because in our culture, we find that history shows the church is moving from a position of power and influence, and it's moving now to the margins of our society. The background of church history informs what is happening now. From the first days of the church's life, when the followers of Jesus were a radical alternative society within the culture of their generation. Following that, the church then began to be influential and the dominant force in society following a conversion of Constantine. And the church's power 
over every area of people's lives, continued through the Middle Ages and into the Enlightenment, and with a very checkered past in recent times, the position of the church is now retreated from the mainstream of society to being a marginalized group with very little authority or voice. That's the reality of our time. Our generation in rejecting God means that our culture stands in a very dangerous position. Have you noticed there is a rise of nationalism, not just in our country, but around the world? And the reality is sometimes the church can get caught up in all the hype of this renewed nationalism. It ain't good. It ain't good. There is a rise in division and intolerance to those regarded as the outsiders and to the sense of interconnectedness that there is in our world. That is under attack in our culture and in our generation. There's a rise in individualism where there is a huge sense of loss of community and loss of a sense of common purpose holding people together. That's the reality of our world today. And there's also a rise in militant atheism. Not just those who choose not to believe, but those who are insisting that everybody else needs to not believe too. Isn't it bizarre? It's a bit like, you know, having very evangelical atheists. And that's the reality of our culture. Because in our society, faith is seen as dangerous and destructive rather than something to be aspired to. To me, it seems that the reality of our circumstances require a similar attitude that the early church had. We need to have faith in the purposes and the power of God. To be once more a radical alternative society within the culture of our generation. A radical alternative. Erwin Lutzer wrote these words. A Christian who walks by faith accepts all circumstances from God. He thanks God when everything goes good, when everything goes bad, and for the blues somewhere in between. He thanks God whether he feels like it or not. And we need faith and confidence, not in the church's influence or power, but in the saviour that we've come to know. Remember, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. I think also God wants us to have a faith which grows and deepens. Do you want to read with me again? It keeps you awake. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. 
News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. This passage indicates a huge change in the understanding of faith in the early church. From being simply a sect of Judaism, Christianity moves to being the world-changing faith for all people. And to understand the dramatic nature and impact this change had on the faith of the early church, it's worth going back slightly. So let me read you a little bit of the previous part of the story. Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles of the earth and birds of the air. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I've never seen eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times and immediately the sheep was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Now Peter was a Christian steeped in the Jewish roots of our faith and as such he kept all of the food regulations that the Jews followed and he really really struggled to even consider that God might be interested in the lives of non-Jews. It wasn't in his thinking, it wasn't in his world view. And into that limited worldview, God challenges his faith. And so we find Peter going to Cornelius' house and preaching to non-Jews. And by the time of our reading earlier, the gospel is being preached to everyone. And so in Acts, we find faith growing and deepening. And the attitudes and the prejudices of individuals and the whole church are changed. And whatever our backgrounds and upbringing, the reality is there is always more for us to know of the power and the scope of who God is and of what he wants to do. I really like this uh, thought from... Nathaniel Hawthorne. Christian faith is a grand cathedral with divinely pictured windows. Standing outside, you see no glory, nor can imagine any. But standing within, 
Every ray of light reveals a harmony of unspeakable splendors. Isn't that a nice way of thinking of it? But you've got to be in to see it. You've got to believe in order to comprehend. And that reality is something that we need to be motivated by. We all need to have our faith deepened and expanded to grow into all that God has for us. Remembering. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith also needs to be expressed in action. Now, I need a volunteer. So who would like to help out? So could you please stand? if you're willing to help out. Okay. Very good. Now, you are examples of faith. You had no idea what I might ask you to do, did you? No idea at all. You chose to put yourselves forward for an unknown task. You perhaps thought in that instance, well, I can trust him not to ask me to do anything nasty because I know him. Or maybe not. (laughs) And just before Chris and Jason and Lucy stood up, we were all faced with a choice, weren't we? Will I stand or not? And there was a moment when every person here was weighing up the pros and cons of putting themselves forward. And it's a fascinating thing when you look at group dynamics. You can see how different people react. You can sit down. Sorry, Dad. Wasn't that easy? Next time it won't be. No. Um, You can see how different people react. There's an instant willingness to participate in some. There's a cautious, well, maybe I'll wait and see how this pans out. How many of you would put yourselves in that bracket? And there was also a determined, not in a million years am I going to do anything, and I'm staying put. Now, just for a moment... Think about how faith requires us to make a choice. In Acts 11 is an example of how the followers of Jesus had to make a choice in regard to faith. Do you want to read it with me? During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, each according to his ability, decided to provide help for the brothers living in Judea. They did this, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. The early church chose to believe when God spoke through Agabus. 
before it had been confirmed by the first century equivalent to weather forecasters, they chose to believe that a famine was coming. And they acted in advance to help their brothers and sisters in Judea. Isn't that interesting? They chose to act before they necessarily saw. Is that what faith is about? American evangelist Gary Huckleby analyzed faith and he suggests it comes in different forms. There's dead faith. Dead faith says, I believe, but I won't, but I will act as if it won't happen. Dead faith means I believe, but I'm not going to do anything to bring my faith into reality, both to myself nor to others. And he points out that famous thought from James, that faith without works is dead. It's dead. He also talks about vain faith. This says, I believe in a Christ, but not someone who is raised from the dead. I don't believe a person can be raised from the dead anyway. This is a person who is an unbeliever, lost and separated from the resurrected Christ, whom they choose not to believe in. Vain faith is faith that is always in vain. Vain faith is lost faith. Don't be caught with it for eternity's sake and for your sake. He also talks about little faith. That says, I believe, but don't fully trust in God's power for the whole of my life. It's mentioned by Jesus several times when his disciples failed to follow through in full obedience to Jesus. For example, there wasn't enough faith, according to Jesus, to keep Peter afloat when he was walking on the water, as our Lord was. Now, how many believers in Christ only have little faith? He also points out that the Bible talks about great faith. Great faith says, I believe in the plan of God in Jesus to be all that I need in life and eternity. And Jesus used this phrase about the centurion who recognized who he truly was when Jesus was on the cross. Great faith believes that God can do all. Great faith trusts totally in God. Great faith asks for something and goes on as if it was already done. Very similar, isn't it, to the story we've just heard of the early church choosing to act before the weather forecasters are caught up. And he also talks about victorious faith. Victorious faith says, my faith is bigger than anything I may face, and I choose to trust in God's power to overcome. It's the reality of 1 John 5 verse 4, 
which says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So victorious faith is overcoming faith. Faith that has overcome the world. And if you have this faith, then we are children of the living God. I quite liked his analysis. Dead faith, vain faith, little faith, great faith, victorious faith. Some of you will know the story of Corrie Ten Boon. And she wrote these words. Faith is an activity. It is something that has to be applied. Isn't that good? And when we pray and we seek God's voice, we need to expect him to guide us and to inspire us. Faith is not static, but it's a continual journey as God leads us into the specifics of how and where he wants us to act as his followers here in West Somerset. We've been led in recent years towards projects like the Active Living Centre and the Hub. And people have followed through with time, energy and resources to make faith real. To put it into action. And each day and month and year, God is wanting our faith to find expression in action. And we are to choose to believe and act. Because I hope we are growing to know and to understand that our faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So, Which of those thoughts does God want you to be motivated about this morning? Which of those does he want you to hang on to and to think about and to apply? Because faith is belief, visible and received. Is that a description of your faith? Faith is a response to our circumstances. We're choosing to let faith control who and how we are rather than circumstances. We need a faith which grows and deepens. How's your faith today? Is it continuing to grow? Is it continuing to show signs of life and development? Faith is expressed in action. Where and how is God calling you to make it an action as well as an internal belief? Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for 
and certain of what we do not see. To leave a comment on the sermon, please go to minehead-baptist.com slash sermons. Well, thank you once again for listening, and I'll speak to you soon.